Breaking my heart, yeah. Got me feeling all inside. Okay. Uh, hello, uh, uh, audience. Hey. <laughs> I don't have a fucking audience. Um, this is this is radical though. Hey man, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Daddy Knows Death, man. Uh, what is this episode five? Fit knife? Episode five, bro. Episode five. Okay. <laughs> Episode five. So before we actually get onto the topic about the esoteric and the occult, um, I want to address um currently we're going through a storm here in Southern America. I live in Atlanta. So, you know, it uh it manifests as a rainstorm. Look, this is what I want people to to understand about the future. Like this is why I love is the only thing that's going to help us and save us, okay? Because in the future, within the next 20 years, most people predict with it, it's going to happen within the next 20 years that there's going to be um, a huge breakdown in the legacy systems that have created America and thus a breakdown in the legacy systems that actually uphold the world. We're seeing this because after about, what, 50 years of scientists raving about climate change, here it is, slapping us right in the face, fucking us right up the ass, climate change, and thus the summers are extremely warm and the winters are extremely cold, and this is causing storms that are breaking down things like your hot water pipelines, your energy grid. You know, your road and transportation system. These are things that America was built on to be able to supply power, clean water, and I don't know, being able to get from A to B within this country. A lot of these systems were built around maybe 60s, 70s. Um, If you really notice, if you really go through a small town, you see it a lot in the South. Most people are really holed up in bigger cities across America. Like, what, what, America? They, what do they think the big cities in America are? New York, L.A., uh, uh, Seattle, Portland, uh, Chicago, uh, Houston. They, like, everybody somehow wants to really ignore the South uh, in America because they just believe that nothing but country yokels and KKK members live down here. Which is true, you know, they live down here, but also really radical niggas. And your favorite educator, the rock star teacher, well, I don't really like the word teacher, but I'll go with it. The rock star teacher, G.B. Takung, host of Daddy Knows Death. But let's get back to the point. These legacy systems that were built um, in small towns across America were probably built about 40 to 50 years ago. This means that, you know, um, it's about time for these systems to update. However, this is the problem that we're facing in many cities, and this is the problem that we face here in Atlanta. Atlanta knows it needs to improve the MARTA. Atlanta knows, for Christ's sake, the size of the city is exponentially growing, and we won't be able to handle the population surge because we have such poor roads and an even worse metro transit system. However... If we were to expand MARTA, you know what has to happen? We would have to uproot the sewage system. Uprooting the sewage system means we have to uproot the roads. Uprooting the roads means you may even have to put an entire pause on movement within the city for about six straight months. And, you know, Atlanta can't afford that. Many other cities across America can't afford the extensive renovations that it would cost to actually update their city 
and uh, give their people decent American living. So we're we're precariously balancing on a very thin tightrope here in this country, a very thin tightrope, and when in, in which the very systems in which we're so proud of to be Americans uh, for are crumbling right before our eyes. And all it takes is just another winter storm or, you know, um, outrageous heat surges causing blackouts and fires across California. And and it's going to irreparably harm these legacy systems. And, and thus you're going to have rolling blackouts <clears throat> like we have currently. You're going to have systems in which uh, people can no longer get clean water. We, we're, we saw that in Flint. And people who and everybody who didn't live in Flint was so arrogant into thinking that, oh, no, that's only happening in Flint, Michigan. And it's like, you fucking idiots. There's almost no city in America getting clean water. No city. Not Atlanta, not Baltimore. I mean, Washington, D.C., maybe. You know, I think if the president turns on his tap, I, I would think they would want that water to be clean. But I don't, I don't even think it's clean in D.C., I don't even think it's clean in L.A., definitely not New York, as as much as sewage, oh my God, as much sewage as that city is pumping out, uh, not Seattle, like, come on, man, clean water, are you out of your fucking mind, like, that's, that's better than gold, diamonds, platinum, look, clean, what, look, all of y'all who like to play this game called get money and live well, all of y'all who like to play that bullshit illusion called um, I'm going to work hard and, and then I'm going to get the money and then I'm going to have enough money to make up for all the time I wasted my life with. You know, what, 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 where do you think that's going to go? Because sometimes I be, I be you know, because I fuck hoes. I love fucking hoes. I love whores. I love sex workers. You know, let's not even, I'm not even going to lie. I can't lie. I love sex workers and I love the job that they do for every man across the world. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I know it's a rough job. And sometimes I'd be looking at hoes and I'd be like, damn, man, these bitches are working hard for that dollar. I'd be looking at myself like, oh, shit, man, nigga, you must be lazy, bro. Like this hoe is this hoe is doing backflips for 10 bucks. And I'm like, God damn. How the fuck? How the fuck do I get that kind of work ethic? You know, where I'm literally bending over backwards without clothes on for like 10 bucks subscriptions. Bruh, that is wild to me. Um, It's wild to me because I don't care because I'm already dead. See, that's the brilliance about your teacher is that he's already dead. He has no ego that he's trying to uphold. If anything, he wants to make sure that everybody gets the message. If everybody gets the message and everybody understands the purpose of living then then we can talk about what's what's actually a good life to live here on the planet earth but so long as we have these you know shit man it, it it's really terrible out there okay you know you know i'm a counselor bro um i'm out here i'm talking to people in my neighborhood i'm talking to people um online look man it it's scary when even children Little girls think that opening up an OF account would be the best way for them to achieve financial stability. That absolutely frightens me. 
<clears throat> that this 15 year old girl is going to come up to me and say that. And, and then her mother wants me to, you know, uh, uh, lead her away from that. But it's like her mom's a single mother complaining about the bills. How, what kind of daughter do you think you're raising? What kind of mentality do you think she's going to have? You know, you, you, like the mother doesn't have a car. The mother's seeing any old type of nigga. I mean, I walk through the mother's door. So I can only imagine what this little girl is thinking. So, I mean, yikes. And there's going to be a bigger yikes in America coming in within the next 20 years because the very systems in which we are basing our lives upon, the fact that we can turn the tap and get clean water, the fact that we can flick a switch and get electricity, these systems are about to break down. So they're already rolling blackouts going throughout the South here. And, you know, you have to understand a blackout kills people. You know, if the power goes out in a city, in a sector, in some small area, in a neighborhood, hours, two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, ten, maybe even a day or two, that kills people. People die. People need this power to keep running. You know, these are people who are <clears throat> sick. These are people who may be disabled. Um... You know, personally, I have sickle cells, so, you know, you know, I'm classified as sick and disabled. You know, I'm a frail and meek human being. And, um, you know, I rely on the fact that I need to get to my doctor or get to the hospital sometimes. So I need these legacy systems in America to continue operating at peak efficiency. I like to trust the fact that I can flick a switch and the lights come on. I like to trust the fact that I'm turning my faucet and that's clean water I'm washing my body and ingesting into my system with. You know, like, I like that. I need that personally. You know, I'm not the type of nigga that's going to go into the woods and try to just tough it out like Bear Grylls, okay? And I don't know no nigga in America that is trying to do that. You know, so I, I need that argument to immediately stop. Like, oh, you know, we could just go back to the way it was. Nigga, do you remember the way? You don't remember the way it was. Because the way it was was over 200 years ago. Over 300, 400, 500 years ago. The way it was, the way it was. Somebody like me would have died by age nine. The way it was. Most of you niggas wouldn't be alive right now. The way it was. Get the fuck out of here. This is, slave and trade was a horrible time to live in. You don't want to go back to that. The times that we have right now that have been established in America, thanks to the Federal Reserve, thanks to money. We love money. Thanks to money, economics, and the systems that have been built upon it have done a lot of good for people. Okay, our only problem is that there have been those who have been greedy that have sought to put their own personal interests ahead of those of the masses. And this problem is going to continue because in America, you have this strange thing where on one street, you have complete abject poverty, people living what at at most what ten thousand dollars a whole year. The, you know, things like that. And then the next street over, you have, you know, amazing amounts of affluence, wealth, abundance, you know, homes so big. And here, here's, the, here's the crazy thing about these two streets, these two neighborhoods that are next door. They're on the same power grid. So what do you think will happen when the poor don't have no power and the rich don't have any power? What do you think? Do the rich think that, oh, I'm just going to go buy a generator? Oh, I'm just going to do it. No, 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 no. When, when the systems that we need 
in order to survive as human beings in America are failing, there are going to be very little to no options that anybody has and wealth is going to quickly be thrown out the window as especially well this is America especially as people are going to gather up guns stockpile food buy generators batteries like it's already happening it's already happening there are like fucking middle aged 40 year old white women starting their only fans not because they want the attention not because their body looks good but to stack up stack up the bread you know because they're stocking up on food in case the power goes out in the neighborhood and they they have to wait four or five days before it comes back. You know, that's going to make a big difference in what's going to happen. How are your neighbors going to feel about that? You're the only house with heat in the wintertime. You know, so this is, you know, and of course, Americans have always been preparing for uh, the doomsday since since America could be America. Americans have been preparing for the doomsday. And so they collect guns. Look, man, good Lord. Guns are such a problem in America. You don't even understand. Look, by my calculation, and I could be absolutely wrong. Feel free to tell me, like, GB, you're a goddamn idiot for that one. But um, by my calculation, I assume that there are about 400 guns for each man, woman, and child in America. 400 guns. And I'm saying that this is before you enter a gun store. Before you enter a gun store, every man, woman, and child in America can come across 400 loose guns on the street, on the streets. It's all about location. It's all about where are you going and who and, and, and where are you going and who are you trying to buy your guns from. You can get your guns. You can get military grade weaponry. I think I talked about this yesterday, but guns are such a huge problem in America. You just don't understand. Like guns. Come on, man. There are the amount of guns in America is preposterous. There are you only see. This higher percentage, uh, this higher ratio of gun to people in war-torn countries like Afghanistan, Botswana, Kenya, Zaire, you know, like the level of guns that are just out in the open in America, you would think America itself is a war-torn country. Funny, funny how we make it look so good. So I want to, um, you know, please stay safe. Please um, prepare any way you can to understand that you may have to be put in a situation where you cannot rely on legacy systems like health care, like transportation, food, and food, water and electricity in America. It's possible that that could happen. There are people working to make sure that it never happens. You know, uh, so please support those people. Please support. You know, we don't want this to all fall down. OK, we really don't. All right. You know, for as much as um, Daddy Knows Death seems like a very anarchist channel, it's not. Okay, I'm actually professing unity and understanding of oneself is understanding of the world. And through this unity, you know, through love, we will find greater answers for everybody. And plus, look, man, um. Uh, the reason why a lot of these legacy systems are crapping out on us is because the technology has already been available in order to update these systems at a cheaper level that could give more people more power, you know, for less, more cleaner water for less. However, it wasn't profitable. 
We're, we're, we're literally being cucked by the biggest, greediest bastards in the world here in America because all the innovation and technology is here. What they won't do is put it out to the public so that way the public can use it for the better of the good. Remember when they killed that man who created the car that runs on water? And not only did he create a car that runs on water, it was a very simple system. You didn't even have to create a new engine. You didn't even need to create a new car. It was something that was so radical. Um, <clears throat> what was it? Like, Because I remember the video when I watched it and I was doing all my research to find out what it was because in the video, he said he didn't even submit it to the patent office, which really pissed me off because I really wanted to get my hands on what that device was. <clears throat> he did something that replaced the spark plug of the engine i want to say engineering guys i mean look this is about science mathematics and engineering this podcast as well so we're going to talk about some nerdy shit this man did invent a car that ran on water pure water and not only that you could take a 1992 ford taurus and and you know once it runs out of gas Put this small attachment on your engine and fill it up with a gallon of water and it run even farther and better for, you know, using less water, you know. And so I was like, what? How did this, you know, I mean, because you hear about this all the time. You hear about this all the time. Oh, this man in Africa invented a way to, you know, a car that runs on water. This guy over here invented a car that runs on water. This guy over here got another kind of electric car that, you know, and the battery runs for 1,000 miles. And every single time you just hear about that news, you just hear about it. You, you know, you hear about it like a rumor, like a whisper in the hallway, and then it just gets shut down. Then it gets it shut down, and you hear nothing more about the man who created it or any type of research or institution that's backing it so it can be made public even within 10, 15, 20 years because there are greedy people in place. And when you start to, you have to understand the nature of power is that it has to consolidate power no matter what the nature see power becomes its own thing becoming powerful is actually a dangerous curse because it's a curse that's placed upon you in which now you must live for the sake of power you cannot do anything to threaten your power and you must do everything to crush every and anything else that seeks to you know uh uh weaken your power and, and on top of that, you have to get with other powerful people and make a club. You, you, you almost have to. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're going to end up destroying your own establishment. Even if you made a company and it sells the best uh, paper. Your company sells paper and it sells the best paper. You're making millions, even billions because you're selling paper to people. And you don't care about nothing else in the world but your paper and your money. You know, let 10, 15 years roll by and people are going to be like, well, hey, man, there are, there are some other paper companies out here. And uh, they're saying that yours isn't as good as theirs, you know, or maybe you're embroiled in some kind of political situation. And it was like, hey, man, we don't like the fact that uh, uh, you went around saying that thing on TV we don't like, you know, we you know, we might not ba- buy so much paper from you no more. You know, you know, ideas, things like that. Look, at the end of the day, for as much as you wanted to concentrate on your company, your paper and the money that it makes, the more powerful you get, the more you're going to f- find yourself um, removed 
from the core value of what it was that made you become powerful and then you're just going to enter a realm where power must beget power, must consolidate power, power must be powerful. And and these are the same men who, you know, didn't allow uh, um, cars who that run on water. Like, why do we have electric cars and why are electric cars so, you know, the wave right now? Well, first off, it's because Tesla showed that you can make money creating luxury electric cars because everyone in America loves, loves luxury, whether it's electric or not. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, enough with the lies about an electric car is better for the environment. It is not. First off, the level of production that it takes to create an electric car is so huge, is so huge. And, and then you don't, don't even get me started on what it takes to mine the lithium for these multitudes of batteries. Look, if Tesla really was Tesla for the sake of Nikolai Tesla's name, Um, They would have found a way to run these electric cars on wireless power and not, you know, trying to patent battery technology uh, because they're trying to beat out the other car markets. See, at that point, you see where power only tries to consolidate power for power's sake. You know, there comes a point in all business where they get cursed. So either way, um, that leads me back to my point of what I was saying. Yo, uh. Please like, share, subscribe, tell a friend about this podcast, and I'm going to put you on to many others that you should definitely watch, like Chill Goblin. Chill Goblin is a really good guy on YouTube who puts out some of the best information, so fuck with Chill Goblin. Um, Like I said before in the last episode, fuck with Dot Darling, Uh, fuck with Khadijian Boy, Uh, fuck with... Uh, FD signifier, fuck with a foreign man in a foreign land. You know, these are all other educators that are seeking to give people the information that they know they didn't get in school, that they know that they need in order to live their lives. You know, I'm saying that I too am an educator. I'm just the best. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me, daddy is dying, but... But 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 like I said, daddy knows death and I'm the best educator there ever was because I'm telling you the only thing that there ever was to know. And that is how to become God like you. I. uh, okay. I need to tell you guys a secret. Okay, I need to tell you guys a secret. Don't fuck with me on the secret. The secret of the universe, the secret of the universe is about becoming God. And that's it. That That's it. It's about becoming God your entire life. This is the reason why you're alive. It's to test you to see if you're worthy of becoming a God. And this is this is the this is the reason you play the game. This is the reason the matrix exists, okay? A lot of people say you're trapped in the matrix. Well, what the fuck is the matrix and why is it even here? Well, the, well I'm telling you what the matrix is. The matrix, whether you consider it to be your society, your government, your country, your planet, your life, the matrix is obviously a test. It's obviously a game of sorts, but it's a game played on um, such a higher level than your normal Call of Duty, you know, and it's here to test the very depths of your mental fortitude. 
of your ability to expand your mind, even though you are trapped within a human body, even though you are just a man, just a woman walking around here, breathing air, you know, in a weak flesh body. The test of life is how do you educate and train your mind to become a stronger muscle? Because the muscles of the flesh can only go so far, but muscles of the mind can move mountains. And so that, that's the purpose of the matrix. It's either you're going to stay here in the matrix and you'll never become a god, or you're going to realize that you're in the matrix and you become Neo, and you can jump in and out of the matrix and you can be a god in this world. That's the point. That's the point. That is it. That's what it all comes down to. And I don't know what else you're doing. You might be hustling. You might be trying to get this bread. You might be trying to take care of your family. You might be trying to build your company. Uh, da, 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 uh, oh. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about your pitiful life? Are you trying to become God? Are you trying to become God? Are you trying to become a God? A God? The God? Any God? Are you trying to be? Are you trying to... Push the understanding of human. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Are you trying to push the understanding of humanity to a higher level or not? Uh, otherwise, you're really wasting a lot of time. And it's like, you know what? The, there are people here who, who are just here to waste time. You know, it's not really like wasting time. There are people here just to enjoy, uh, you know, their little short span of life and, and you know, jump in and out. You know, like in what in every game, there are spectators in every game. There are players who like to sit on the bench in every game. There might be one dude who who just wants to, you know, kick the ball around or play with the ball for one inning, one play, one whatever, and then get in, get out. There are some people, but during your time and tenure here as a human being, the point is, are you a God? In what ways did you try to become a guy? How are you pushing the understanding of humanity to a higher level because we're already the highest creatures on this planet. The only way to go up from here is becoming God. So this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is Daddy Knows Death, where I teach about death, dying, all things esoteric and occult, specifically so people have the knowledge of God, so they can become a God in their own right. And, and then when everybody's up here in heaven, we can truly enjoy chaos. So uh, let's so let's get right into it. OK, so I wanted to talk about prophecies. Right. And um, personally, I hate prophecies. I hate all prophecies and I hate prophets with a passion. Bro, I hate prophecies. And don't worry, I've read every Nostradamus says book. I think I've said this before, how much I hate prophecies. No, nah, man, I've read all the books. I, I know all the prophecies. Look, man. Like I said, there is a plan. There is a purpose to all of this motion. <clears throat> there is an ending, an eventuality. Okay. <clears throat> I, I think this is why people reference scripture. They reference scripture and biblical writings because, you know, uh, the biblical writings speak about the beginning and the end. They speak about the end being the beginning and, and, and the beginning being the end. And so people who try to understand what life is, they oftentimes do look towards um, the biblical, the scriptural in order to give them certain answers that are necessary. What I'm saying is, is that you can ignore the biblical and the scriptural uh, 
primarily because you need to understand the pattern of life and living. And so what you really need to do is you need to understand your history in, in a f very deep, extensive level. You need to understand your history. You need to understand yourself as a human being. You need to understand human psychology. Um, you need to understand the history of human psychology because people didn't always think the same way all the time. And then you need to understand um, the cycles, the cycles of Earth. For, for, as much as, for as chaotic as nature is, nature does adhere to certain rules and cycles that, you know, that nature does not break or very little does it break those rules. So you need to understand those three things. And then prophecy will, will be very mundane. It'll be very mundane to you because prophecy in itself is very mundane. You know, to me, to, just because like, like I said, there are patterns, there is history, there's an understanding of how things are supposed to go because it fits the pattern. Okay. And how things are going to go because it's within a pattern. All right. So th this is, this is what I'm saying about, about prophecy. I have my own prophecy, but it's a very generalized one and it's pretty simple to understand. My prophecy goes like this. Uh, in the beginning, there was a man who got into a fight with himself and became a prince. The prince got into a fight with mankind, the world, and became a king. The king got into a fight with God and became a God. So what does this prophecy mean and why do I tell that story? It's because it's the story of everyone's life. Just replace yourself for, with the prince. Be the princess, prince, whatever. You, your ultimate fight, will, all, will first and foremost be a fight against yourself. Do you know yourself? You, you know, do you understand who you are? Have you gone to war with yourself, are you able to overcome addictions? Are you able to overcome the way you think, the way you feel? Are you able to overcome, you know, all those little things you like, those creature comforts you want to collect in the world? You know, the, the, the rings, the songs, the posters, what else? The nice car, what else? The beautiful outfit. Are you able to overcome your own humanity? Are you able to put yourself above your own humanity? This is the first step. This is where the pauper, the man, the whatever, the common person that gets into a fight with himself and becomes a prince. A prince is a neophyte king. <clears throat> okay, a neophyte king. You have to understand that a prince, whenever you read the word prince in scripture, they're talking about a neophyte king. Okay, a neophyte king. First off, you have to understand what is a king. A king is a person who is in control of everything within their realm, okay? In control of themselves, their people, their realm. This is a king, okay? A prince, a neophyte king may be a king in the making, but it's not quite there yet. Or may be a king with no realm to rule, like uh, my people, black people. And of course, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm always going to bring this back to being black. What the fuck? You know... Uh, get cucked, racist. I'm always going to bring this right back to being black. 
Ha <laughs> ha, ain't no, ain't no, you know, go, go check another channel or quit fucking with me. But this is always going to go back to being black. You're going to understand why in a, in a long run. Or I'll just explain it to you right now. But, um, but for my people, we are princes, which are kings with no thrones and no lands to call our own. So we're just princes, those who are able to be king, but are not king. Okay, and so the next step of the prophecy is that this prince gets into a fight with mankind, gets into a fight with other people, gets into a fight with the world around him. Once you understand yourself, you'll understand the world, and then that's your next fight, is, is, is you against the world. Okay, it's not you against the world as in you need to collect all the guns and bombs and sit there in your home and wait for anybody who wants to come fuck with you to fuck with you, but it's about creating your beliefs, the things you're willing to stand for, the things you're willing to die for, you know, putting all of that together, making a train out of it and like moving that train down the tracks. You know, you have to be willing to do that, to move your train down the tracks, no matter how bleak it looks like they're out there in the world. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, the world is just so shitty. I just don't want to mess with it. I really don't get that. I really don't get that. I really just call that cowardice because it's like, okay, you can die right now if you just don't want to fuck with it. Like, what What do you mean? You're here because you got to fuck with it. There's no choice, you know, so get over yourself and fuck with it. Get over yourself. Get over other people and fuck with the world. Put your agenda out there just because what you don't you're not you're, you're not as successful. You're not as successful. You know, you're telling people about self-help, but you're not Gary V. Gary V's a fucking loser. It's obvious to see Gary V's a loser. He just likes to drop F-bombs and talk really loud. Okay? Like, it's... It, it, bruh, it's obvious to see th this, this man. This man is going nowhere. You dig? You know, when you look at Gary V, alright? You know, he's gonna tell you about an NFT and he's gonna yell at you and use four different kinds of fuck to try to convince you why your life is lame and uh, why you should buy this thing he's selling you. And it's like, okay. But I at least respect Gary V for creating his agenda and pushing his agenda out here in the world. We have to do that. We have to do that. We have to push our thoughts out into the world because our thoughts are what literally shape the world itself, our thinking, our perceptions. You know, to you, it might just be sand. To another person, that sand could be silicone, which becomes microchips. To another person, that sand can become glass, which becomes a glass sculpture. Or to you, it could just be sand, and you like making sand castles. You know, everybody continues to push their agenda in one way, shape, or form. This is what you have to do. This is how you become king, pushing your agenda. And then finally, when you are a king... When you're in control of yourself and your realm and your area, when you're in control of your very being and your destiny, and you've become a king, your next fight is with that against God. Because then you're going to understand what the larger scope of the universe. Like when you become a king, you should be aware of your own realm and then the larger realm that's outside of you and the bounds and limitations within that. You know, like people don't really understand the complete limitations of the world because the world is an infinite plane. Like, I don't know, the whole argument of if the world is flat or not is, is very moot. It's very moot because the world is an infinite plane, which means it has no direct shape in which you can say is one way or the other. 
Uh, you know, there's a lot of like what, 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 uh, NASA images, you know, uh, photos, people who have gone so, 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 so high and you can see a small curvature and it's like, oh, see, the earth is round. There's a small curvature in the screen. Look, 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 man, I've flown across all America, all the world. Okay, cool, bro. Um, I haven't seen anything in my flights that can confirm or deny that the earth is round or flat, okay? It's an infinite plane. You're, it's impossible to escape. So, so it doesn't matter what shape it is. You, have, you know, in order to understand the bounds of infinity, you have to start thinking like a god. The, the earth is an infinite plane in and of its own right. Um, we're not going to be bothered about the shape of it but what we are going to say is that, you know, what I'm going to say is that I haven't seen anybody get off of the planet. You know, I haven't seen any doors leading out of here. And if the space program was, you know, started in the 60s and they landed on the moon in 69, then we should definitely be living some type of space adventure, cowboy bebop, outlaw star life right now and we're not so you know i need more information from that organization called nasa before i can start to believe uh much more of what they have to propagate because nasa has an agenda and they're trying to propagate that in order to change the shape of the world because this is all about the mind this is very mental this is 100 percent mental well it's you know it's 99 percent mental one percent walking out of your door and being a physical human being but the world is 99 percent mental and, and what you're going to understand is that the way that they shape your mind, your thinking, and the way that you act throughout your life can be altered, can be changed, can be adjusted. And this is what alters, changes, and adjusts what the world is. It's your very mental ability. Because, like you said in scripture, it all began with the darkness, you know, that before, before the light, there was dark. You know, and this makes sense because before you see anything, there is darkness. When you close your eyes, you go back to darkness. So unity, love, is actually the ability to unite what was divided. And once we unite everything back into, in the universe, back into one, we will go back to that same darkness, that infinite blackness. The colors that you see is just like a prism, uh, not just like a prison specifically but when you pass a light beam through a prism and the light rays are broken up you get these colorful wavelengths this is the same way you see humanity and the earth is that the solidarity of the infinite blackness has been broken up you know shattered to trillions of pieces and this is what uh, and these and these pieces are now trying to reform and restructure and regather themselves back into the solitary God that they once were I mean I'm pretty sure you catch it in all types of movies film and drama about you know a God emerging from the center of the earth blah 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 you know they tell these types of stories because like I said there's only one story to tell and that is the story of scripture which is the story of the universe itself. So 
Um, all of these stories that, you know, like what, The Eternals, you watch The Eternals movie, they were talking about, oh, a celestial just popped out of the planet. Like, 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 like bro, that's just going back to scripture and talking about the God being that all humanity is supposed to, you know, dissolve into. You know, because what does it say in scripture? In scripture, it's like uh, the woman followed earth, marriage followed the woman, birth followed marriage, dissolution followed birth. Meaning, meaning that um, the world, the earth, the universe was created. And then the woman, uh, when they say the woman in scripture, they mean the soul. The soul is described as being a woman. You know, the soul is described as being a woman in which the physical body does rape and take advantage of her. So, th so this is where you see the pattern in life that sexism came before racism. Because those who seek to take control of the soul seek to take control of the woman. Okay, we continue. So the soul is described as a woman. The woman followed earth, meaning the soul came down to earth. Marriage followed the woman, meaning that people need to get together. This is marriage. This is uniting. This is love. Marriage followed the woman. Okay, this is people must get together on earth. Birth followed marriage, meaning that a new people, a new human, a new person will be born from the uniting of, you know, all people, ideologies, etc. And dissolution followed birth, meaning the breakdown, the the end of the universe, the end of the cycle, the end of the prison, the end of what's keeping a God trapped in planet Earth, you know, will finally come when the woman gives birth to the new soul. Dissolution will follow birth. And the ultimate goal of the gods, or not the gods as in plural, there is an ultimate God even above the gods, and the ultimate God, the ultimate goal is dissolution of all things. All things, thoughts, shapes, people, mentalities. Um, the dissolution, the dissolution is, is what you need to understand is that there is no such thing as victory. There is no such thing as victory, okay? In a, in a world of supremacy, in a world where you're worried about what costs more or what is heavier, what is bigger or what is known more, or in a world where you continually think about the concept of supremacy. And, and remember what I said, like... Uh, uh, all evil, you know, loves bondage and slavery. All that is good loves absolute freedom. So those that seek to control or control any form of you or humanity is evil. Okay. And so this is, you know, and, and so this is your fight against evil because you want complete freedom. However, you can't have complete freedom or else that leads to absolute chaos. So... Some people try to create order. In order to create order, you have to create values, which means that some things are worth more than others. This is the, com the complex nature of, of life on earth in this universe because there's this thing called supremacy. And because of supremacy, this is what uh, locks in your soul into thinking and accepting these value systems in the world that are only prisoners 
to your way of life and your own personal, you know, freedom. Like money is a is a is another way to imprison your freedom. Jobs another way to imprison your freedom. You know, et cetera, et cetera. You can continue to go on. Anything that doesn't absolutely cater to your freedom, even even the fact that you have to breathe, is not helping your freedom. Okay, because. A God needs not for anything, even even the air. A God needs not for anything, even the water. You know, a God creates their own light. So the fact that you're in a human body and you need to breathe in order to continue on to the next day means that you don't have the absolute freedom of the mind that you are supposed to have in order to realize you are a God. You know, welcome to Daddy Knows Death. This is what we're teaching. So how to recognize the fact that you're a God. Okay, so <clears throat> so like I said, it's written in Scripture, the woman followed the earth, marriage followed the woman, birth followed marriage, and dissolution followed birth. The dissolution, the breakdown, meaning that victory will never help you because victory will only create another standard of supremacy and supremacy will not allow you to see the equality between all things in the universe that's necessary in order to condense things back down to the one infinite blackness. So um, this is where it's like, you know, I have to I have to include this caveat, right? Because because of concepts of supremacy, it's very difficult for races of people to actually see each other as human. Okay, when you have look, man. Look, man, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock off the kitty shit right now because a lot of people are just gonna straight up call me racist and it's like, what am I, Sam Hyde? No, like, <laughs> look, I watched a fucking docu from I, from iDubs about Sam Hyde. Look, I was always suspicious about Sam Hyde, right, and his humor, his humor in which he thought that it was always cool to be um the you know to use these neo Nazi dog whistles as a joke. But but here's the reality behind people like Sam Hyde and why they use racism. And then, you know, they're like, oh, no, it was just a joke. Couldn't you tell I was joking? It's because, look. As a white man, he's in a position where he sees that he has reached the pinnacle of what it means to exist on planet Earth. Uh, You know, as white men have gathered all the gold and conquered all the countries and mapped all the lands and raped all the women. What is there left to do? And so he sees within himself, he sees within himself that there doesn't seem to be a continuance towards white existence. Why? Because they don't have the spiritual connection to actually understand um, a larger scope of time and space. So what you have is that you have a lot of uh, neo-Nazi white people who are scared of the fact that in the future there's just going to be no more white people and no more white existence, you know. So they, so they joke about that when it's actually um, a small fear that they have in their, that they have in their weak little egos. Uh, you know, for some, for some odd reason, white people feel responsible for the planet and, they, and white people don't think that the planet would be good without white people, you know, as you know, for, you know, somehow, somehow, you know, white people did the best that humanity could have ever done in the short 6,000 years, you know, that they've been here. No, no, there, ha- there haven't been people that have been here, you know, longer than 6,000 years. No, it's just impossible. Like, what the fuck? Like, 
like I said, like anthropology continues to debunk everything about, you know, this white mysticism of the fact that, oh, yeah, we, we were just uh, we are all born from monkeys. You know, Charles Darwin says that we were born from monkeys and the white monkeys were the smartest monkeys. And you niggers stayed monkeys in the jungle. And um, this is why we conquered you. And this is why the world is what it is today. You know, amen. You know, this is the white mantra, right? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> how pathetic. <laughs> is that it? Is that it? See, 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 the reality is that a lot of white people have done research and a lot of anthropological and archaeological research to find out that there have been multiple civilizations that have existed before that of the common white civilization that we have today. 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 100,000, 200,000 years ago. They're continuing to find these people in these objects and they're all fucking black. They're all goddamn black. Every single one of them are fucking black. So, you know, white people have this strange predicament on their hands. Now, they have a strange predicament on their hands because the black people talk about a God in power. And the white people say that I'm the God in power. So they have to do something. They they have to. They, they have to test the world around them. Okay. This is this is why this is why you know well even neo Nazi even even the actual Nazis weren't ex- as extreme as the neo Nazis because even the actual Nazis knew that hey 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 we can't just kill off all these niggas goddamn it some of them are really important you know the actual Nazis knew that the neo Nazis don't are just black eyed nihilists who want to destroy the entire world because they're upset. Uh, 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 what that their girlfriend doesn't love them enough, you know, stupid bullshit like that. But but here's the thing, right? That mentality that quote unquote comedians like Sam Hyde have is a mentality that has existed throughout a lot of white men, a lot of white men who have gone into powerful positions. You know, this is the thing, right? If you think a Sam Hyde exists today, then you have to understand that there have been. Three star, four star, five star generals who are like, you know what? Let's just launch the nukes. Let's just launch and see what happens. Okay, you have to you have to understand that this has since been a very precarious, very thin tightrope we're standing on here in the world, and and unfortunately because of white society, this is what we have to live through. You know, like don't fucking come at me weird, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay to blame white people, all right? It's not all white people's fault. It's just the fault of a few white people and a really bad goddamn idea, you know, that Charles Darwin came up with or whoever the fuck came up with called white supremacy. That was just a really disgusting idea. Really bad, really stupid. Because because what, what a lot of these neo-Nazi white people are finding out when they take their 23andMe test is that, oh, oh, I'm 4% Ni- Nigerian? Uh, w- what? Uh, that can't be right. I'm a, I'm a pure-blood Aryan. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. You know, they just, they just crumble. They just crumble because, because they've been taught this stupid ideology that, like, white comes from Europe and black comes from Africa. You know, they don't seem to understand that um, all people of all colors come from everywhere on the planet because this is just people, you know, and this is just the variations of, you know, of genetic expressions that people come with. There is no 
uh, geological lock as to the source of black people or white people. But but white people want you to want you to think that in order to say that, you know, there is a such thing as white supremacy. Okay, because white supremacy, at the very least, it entertains and it emboldens a white society that is going to continually encounter a colored society. And they're going to start asking themselves, well, why aren't we so peaceful? Why aren't we so in harmony with nature? Why aren't we so advanced? You know, so you have to come up with these lies that are white supremacy, Darwin, you know, wars, whatever. There's a ton of fucking bullshit that white supremacy, you know, puts a staple on, you know, in order to um, assuage the white consciousness as to what its existence is. You know, this is how Candace Owens got a job. There's always going to be a job for a black person to uh, <laughs> to to give white people the uh, what 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 word are we looking for? Maybe we're just looking for the word assuage again. To assuage the consciousness of white people as to their white existence. There's always going to be a job for a black person to tell white people, yeah, you can say the N-word around me. It's cool. There's always going to be a job for a black person to, you know, to sit there and tell white people, it's not all your fault. We niggas be fucking up ourselves. It's not your fault. You know, there's always going to be a job for that for that nigga who's who's willing to just straight up lie to white people and it's like look man cool bro <clears throat> if that's how candace owens makes her coins all right being being a grifter all right you know but 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 here's but here's a here's a here's the key here's what it comes down to okay candace owens is lying and is not lying to white people like i said maybe this is the first time i'm saying it but everything in this world is a yes and no answer so candace is both correct and incorrect when she says that it's not white people's fault you know, niggas just be fucking up. Um, yeah, it's not white people's fault because the very invention of whiteness, what, what, what did, what was only invented about a hundred years ago, and then on top of that, whatever white people thought that they were, whatever type of civilization that they thought that they had beforehand, was actually, actually constructed by you know the black Greeks who were the Etruscans. Uh, in, and become from civilizations like Egypt that came way before any white civilizations, and so white people hate to argue these things, and they hate to be like, "Oh no, 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 that wasn't black. That was white. That was white. That wasn't black," you know. And then when they actually look at the history themselves, they're like, "Oh well, I mean," uh, uh, they just don't know what to say because you know their ego is getting in the way of understanding. Okay, so don't. This is how you master yourself and you truly become the prince. You're, you have to be able to destroy your ego at any given moment under any circumstance. You have to be willing to do that. Otherwise, if you don't do that and you're put into a position of king and you haven't had that fight against yourself to become the prince, you're going to fall under the curse of power. And then, you know, this is how you'll be easily controlled because you always want to consolidate power. See, this is white people because of their incredibly poor egos. They have, be they have come under the control of entities that are higher than physical you know, higher than their mental state of being. And they've come under the control of these entities in order to continue to propagate supremacy, which continues to divide the world we live in, which continues to have people believe that, oh, 
uh, these countries are powerful, these countries are not, these people are rich and these people are poor. And this division, you know, uh, is just the breeding ground for ignorance. Ignorance grows in division. And when ignorance grows, evil befalls mankind. And we are stuck here in hell ad infinitum. You know, so this is why we we have to learn. And a lot of the learning is just going to be like, look, man, look, man, look, man, look. Face these fucking facts, bro. Because we ain't trying to like see see white people think that we're 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 you know black people are on some vengeance kick that we got some fucking vengeance kink we want to work out you know and it's like like revenge against you no no bro you were come on man revenge you you don't want to take revenge against ants on your table <laughs> revenge no bro no bro you're only doing what you're supposed to do our problem is with ourselves. And what we need to recognize, what we need to do. You know, in that case, Candace Owens is right. Yeah. You know, go ahead and just blame niggas for their own problems. Yeah. We do need knowledge of self. Okay? Cool. But we can't, we don't have no, ain't gonna be no revenge. This is not going to go the way you think it is. Do you think that when black people come into power, we're just going to start knocking on white doors? Asking for what you owe us. We don't really give a fuck about you people. <clears throat> for 500 years, all we've wanted was peace. And white people have done nothing but interfere with that. You know, I don't really see what the fear that white people have is. It's like they really do think. They really do think. They, re- they really do think that there is some sort of black vendetta. That, you know, that, that black people want to have answered. And it's like, no, no, no. The vendetta is your own. You're you're going to end up destroying yourself. What black people are worried about is that in you destroying yourself will also destroy us. It's, and that's the reality. That's that's what white people don't get. You know, like I said, like niggas will be the last to know, but white people will never get it. But either way, let us move forward. Enough about racism and blah 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 and other other shit out there. Okay. Hey man, this is a really cool thing. All right, so do any of you guys read Bleach? Bleach the 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 the, the manga, the 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 anime, the the you know, you know because I'm a nerd and I like animes, okay? So I'd be watching Bleach and in Bleach they have this uh arc in the book called The Thousand Year Blood War, which is a very very must read in the history of manga. It's some of the best written shit because let me tell you about manga and shonen, specifically shonen. Okay, let me tell you about shonen. Where does shonen manga come from? Shonen manga is constantly repeating the pleiatitudes that was taught to the Japanese by samurai. Remember, samurai in Japanese culture is all about focusing on the male aesthetic. This is why shonen is literally little boy in Japanese I believe that so it's about focusing on the male male aesthetic now there is a problem that happens and it happened within the samurai where they get overly focused on the male aesthetic and you know uh homosexuality runs rampant and this is where the collapse of the shogunate happened because um literally they didn't love their women literally you know, you can see how well a country is doing 
by how well they love their women. Japan ain't doing so well these days because they don't love their women. America ain't doing so well these days because we don't love our women. That's the key. Iran ain't doing too well. Afghanistan ain't doing too well. Look, man, everybody who doesn't love their woman is cursed to hell, bro. Cursed. So that's that's why the Japanese shogunate fell and that samurai shit died for for a bit in, in Japan and it became nothing but children's stories and folklore, you know, written down in comic books called manga back in the day. <clears throat> These the samurai principles that were taught to the samurai at the time were given to them by, um, yeah, I'm about to say it, black people who created the principles of martial arts and the samurai that and brought this over to the East. Uh, I, I, I know that there's a link I can use to prove this about the black man who actually developed kung fu by watching tigers in the wild. I, you know this story, okay? I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's let's get past the bullshit. But if you want to look it up, look it up. I might put a link somewhere, or or might not. Shit, man. I'm just I'm just style free. So let me keep going. Let me keep freestyling. So, um, <clears throat> the samurai principles were taught to the Japanese. Well, or. Originally, the Japanese were just black people. However, like I said, there was genetic interference that made um, Asians Asians. This this is something that occurred, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years ago. So it's irrelevant. However, the principles of the samurai were brought to them by, um, you know, like black people who had established. Uh, they were the Sufi back then. They were the Sufi. Uh, these these are. Well, obviously black people, but the race didn't matter back then. Um, but the Sufi had, you know, certain knowledge and certain pleatitudes, principles that they passed on. Pleatitudes? Beatitudes? Am I saying that correctly? That they passed on to other people. And so they passed on the samurai code to the samurai. The samurai took the samurai code and they loved it in the beginning. But then the samurai code began to focus on male aesthetics a bit too much. Then And then the samurai went, you know full-on LGBT, like, like, they went mega gay with it, they just started hating women, you know, and, uh, that's when the shogunate fell, you know, so, so, uh, the remnants of these stories are what is told in the manga, okay, and so this is why the most popular manga are manga that reflect the ultimate stories that are also reflected in scripture, because these are stories that came from Sufi Muslim, or rather, you would re- you would really want to say um, high-level priests and priestesses. These are stories that came from high-level priests and priestesses that made it into the Asian culture. And so in Bleach, uh, the Thousand-Year Blood War, they have this thing that they call uh, the German king. The, he was the big bad guy in, in the story. And, like, and the prophecy of the German king was that he was defeated in a war and it, you know, it would take a thousand years for him to come back because it would take 900 years for him to regain his body, 90 years to regain his mind, and nine years to regain his power. Then that final year, I guess, you know, uh, is the war to regain his throne. And, and this is very apt 
this is this is very apt this is very apt to black people and i believe that this is this is because of this story this is what makes white people fear um black retribution so much you know the thousand year blood war it's because it's like shit man i'm willing to admit like yeah bro about a thousand years ago these white folks just hit us over the head bro (laughs) shit was wild bro he just hit us over the head and enslaved us you know so 900 years to get back your body to get back autonomy of the black body you know that took a while you have to understand autonomy of the black body that probably didn't even occur until uh, the civil rights movement in the 1960s where black people could freely go where they wanted, when they wanted and participate, you know, in drinking from like the white water fountain. You know, that is autonomy of the black body where, um, you know, no matter the culture, the precedent or the rules, I can carry my body wherever I want. So so it, that was the uh, the civil rights movement is getting back autonomy of the black body. So now we have these 90 years where the king, uh, the German king, the German king, you know, in, in the story of Blitzy's name, Yuach, which is uh, just another word for God in Hebrew. Yuach, Yuach, Yuach. I forget how you say it, but, you know, his name is Yuach. So it's the German, so it's the Hebrew name for God, which, you know, we all know about the, the Hebrew and where those stories come from. So... It ta- so right now we're in a period where it's going to take 90 years to completely get back our minds, our minds and our memory of who we once were and what we're doing here. This is the purpose that I'm hoping to deliver to my people is, give- is getting back their minds. Then finally the nine years of power. So this is the process that we're in right now where is, is where we have to get back the, our minds, our mental thinking, our ability to process thought correctly. You know, especially as black people, because the entire perception of what the world is has been completely reversed and put on its head. And and we as black people are are seriously struggling with the principles that we live with in our in our culture, you know, because the one of the biggest thing is that black people don't know that they know. You know, but but they but they do it and they don't know why they do it, but they still do it. You see, you see, so certain things are engraved in, in the black soul, but it is not recognized by the black mind. These are things, you know, I mean, shit, you a nigga, you live in the hood, you understand? Like, God damn it, I'm trying to uh, 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 give you an example right now, but it's like, fuck, man. Yeah. What example do you need, bro? Like, you know, the, the fact you be... Chilling, pounding around with your niggas, shit like that. We just be doing folks that doing things that don't know other folks do. Okay? And we just be saying shit that don't know other folks say. And, you know, that just be black style. And we don't even know where it come from. We just say it. We just do it. You know, this, this is because there are things engraved so deeply in what is the black soul that we express it. And we don't even know we express it. We express it outside of our mind, outside of our consciousness. So, you know, there's a period in which we have to get back our mind to recognize who we are and what we're doing. And even though we we do our best for what we can, man, man, you know, it, <laughs> we, you know, Candace always is right, man. We could really shape up. We could really shape the fuck up. <laughs> Can't believe I said that bitch was right. Oh man, duh. Hey man, but real talk though, 
man, um, shout outs to Candace Owens, bro. You know, she, man, you have to understand. I forget what school she graduated from, but she was having a, you know, some problems at her school. She wasn't making no money, all of that, bro. She found the perfect niche to get a job in. What? You can get a job being a conservative black person? What? So you're telling me I can rub elbows with some of the most elite Republicans in the world. These people who have been perceived to be supremely racist. So, of course, she was going to take that job. Here's the thing. It's not like the left isn't racist. The left is incredibly racist. The left is terribly racist. But they're willing to play with the black image. You see, the, the left won't show their racism so long as black people are under control. See, the right doesn't care about showing their racism because they don't have anything to benefit from black people. This is what you have to understand. The left can benefit from the black vote if they keep black people under control. Thus, you'll only see racism out of the left when black people do something that is not in league with the left's plan. The right shows its racism, shows its ass, doesn't care because there's nothing that black people can do to change their situations personally. You know, and that and that's how that's how it boils down. This is this is why you have this this is why Donald Trump is willing to talk to Candace Owens as if she's, you know, like the number one conservative bitch there ever was. You know, it's like, you know, it, it does it doesn't matter what Candace Owens has to say. It doesn't matter what Candace Owens has to do. What the fuck? Mostly conservative black people watch Can- Candace Owens. Conservative blacks. If that's not a ridiculous thing. Look, man, conservative black people are just are just are just money hungry Negroes. They're just money hungry niggas, conservative black people. They're just money hungry motherfuckers who who just want more money than the next nigga next door. Okay? This is this is what the right has found out about niggas. Is that when you put money, values, and supremacy into into black minds, because black minds originally had unity because we were all slaves, but when you put money, power, and supremacy into that mix, this is when we start to separate ourselves and some niggas just want to be better than the nigga next door. And and so they'll recite any mantra in order to get to that position. Candace Owens is one of them. So, you know, so so that's where black conservatives come from. Black liberalists, look, black black liberalism shouldn't even be called liberalism because it's not the same goal as liberals, okay? Liberals are looking for control, all right? Liberals are looking for control, Okay, uh, that is the that is the liberal game. That's not a bad game because you need order in order to uh, well ha- have a functioning society. You need order. However, the liberals are control under any means necessary. Okay, and so what liberals, what the left is willing to do is ignore facts. Is ignore certain bits of information that are contrary to their beliefs in order to continue to have control over a situation. This is why progressives are just the old authoritarians. You know, the the old authoritarians are the new progressives. What the fuck? Of course, they don't mind if, you know, oh, oh, okay, a, a couple girls are going to dye their hair blue and a couple, a couple boys are going to reveal that they're gay. Uh, who cares? No one cares. 
Okay, but the picture of America is going to stay the same, uh, you know, so long as liberals have anything to say about it. We're just going to we're just going to be, you know, blue haired gays. You know, that's that's all it is. That's all it is. You know, make sure you take your vaccine. Make sure you give your children a vaccine. Make sure you give them the three, four booster shots. You feel me? And that's not to say, like I said, I'm a huge proponent of drugs. So don't even get me wrong. If you need the vaccine, take the vaccine. Okay, but like I, but another thing I do say is that snake oil sometimes works on you. All right. So while you out there taking the vaccine, go ahead and drink a gallon of snake oil because it may produce the same effects. Now, that's ridiculousness, of course. It, it, of course, it's not going to produce the same effects. You know, one is a vaccine made in the laboratory and the other is literally snake oil. Where the fuck do you get that? But this is what I'm saying. Okay, that there are chemicals that are in nature that produce effects on the human body. OK, we're we're supposed to trust Pfizer. We're supposed to trust Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, that they have assembled a series of chemicals out of nature that produce effects in the human body that allow us to fight coronavirus. You know what? I'm willing to buy that 100 percent. Is. Is it possible that there are other. Chemicals, ingredients, particles out here in the world that could produce the same desired effects in other people in, in order to fight the coronavirus? Yes, that's obviously possible it, because not everything works for everybody. So to generalize, mandate, force this vaccine, you know, this, this is just about control. This has always been about control. This is the politics of control. I don't know why they're making it seem like, like liberalism. Look, man, look, man, this is how you radical. Man, now I'm going off topic, but fuck it, man. Let's freestyle, bro. Look, this is why I don't like nobody who says, man, let me read a book to kids, bro. I don't like nobody, no adult over 30, 40 who's saying that, oh, no, we're doing this for the sake of the children. Let's do this for the kids. Yeah, yeah, man, you got to make sure that these kids, you know, these kids look because you know why I don't like that shit? Because... Anytime you hear somebody saying that, oh, this is an agenda for the children, this is about the children, you need to do this for the children, that's a person who's practicing mind control, okay? That is mind control, all right? Because you can train the young mind, the young body, to produce certain effects when being exposed to certain stimuli, certain bits of information. You can train the young mind into that. This is how young people become sexually radicalized, you know, possibly out of a case of sexual assault or molestation because their body has been trained to produce positive effects out of molestation. And now they're sexually, you know, they're a sexually radicalized adult. So this is what I'm saying. You can train the young mind to start thinking a certain way. So by the time that they are, that they are a voting adult, they start to vote a certain way. So this is why I don't like any type of political information being given to children. Because first off, children can't vote. So why are you telling them about politics? You did? Y'all don't care about children any other time. But, but you're going to use children for your political gain when the, when the kids can't vote? Get the fuck out my face. Get the fuck out my face. That's mind control. I don't like that shit, bro. If, you know, to me, I really think that the line for being a child should be at 20, not 18. 
20 years old and then there should be clear and distinct differences between what is the world of adults and what is the world of children. There should be clear and distinct differences because when you're talking about a child, you're talking about an adult who hasn't recognized themselves yet. You're, you know, even if they're three, four years old, they still have the mind, the soul of a complete adult, but their body, you know, um, hasn't allowed the full capacity or the mind to be brought forth. And not only that, they haven't had enough time with themselves to recognize themselves and accept themselves as who they are. So that's why I don't appreciate anybody who's there to maliciously affect children, even if they put it under the guise of, oh, well, they should they should know politics. Like, why the fuck is Ben Shapiro reading the book to kids, bruh? What? Ben Shapiro? What? Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro? You mean that white man? Like, look, that white man gets cucked, bro. I look, this is this is coming from daddy. OK, this is coming from GB Taco himself. bro. I cuck white man. Ben Shapiro looks like a white man who gets cucked, bro. <laughs> gets cucked, bro. So I don't want him around no children. I don't want him around no children. Shit. Don't tell me to read no books to kids. God damn it. You know, this is my control. And so the children should be willing to should be given an area where they're allowed to explore and be children until they're ready to find themselves and be themselves and step into the world of being an adult. And then you can start talking to them about political agendas. Otherwise, I just don't like that shit. That shit just really creeps me out. Like, you know, all these adults around these kids, that shit ain't cool for me. That shit ain't cool with me, bro. I really do care about the well-being of our young ones. And at the very least, there should be no, no type of adult interference. Um, in the life of a child, except for to make sure that this child is healthy, well off, and isn't and, and, and isn't putting themselves into any danger. It's it's incredibly easy to raise children. I don't know, and I really dislike people who are like, nah, man, it's hard to raise kids. It's expensive to raise kids. Isn't it always the goddamn welfare mother that wants to tell you how expensive it is raising her kids? She's on welfare. She's on WIC. You know, she's getting food stamps. She's getting about two, three thousand in, in food stamps. Talking about it's expensive to raise a kid. Bitch, expensive? Where? Expensive? And then they got their kid looking like a rat. Looking dressed like a rat. And I'm like, bro, if a bitch want to convince me it's expensive to raise her children, I need to see that kid in a Montclair coat every year. Every year, every 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 brand new school year, a brand new Montclair. Before you tell me that child's expensive, God damn it, this is America. You need to get the fuck out of here with that. You get, America literally gives these women money for being single mothers. All right, literally gives them money. So I, we're not gonna talk about how expensive your children are. That's mind control, bitch. You fuck up my face, bro. A child's simple and easy and cheap to raise, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't hearing that shit. If, unless your kid got a closet of Montclair coats, your kid ain't expensive, all right? My mama put me in YSL jackets. My mama put me in Louis Vuitton uh, suits. Before, when I was a kid, I didn't even know how to say these French words. My mama had the right to say that raising a kid was expensive, and she still never said that. So I don't know where these... Welfare bitches are getting the man. Get the fuck out of here. My mama never even had welfare. That whole, you know, like, come on now.
come on now, whatever, bro, whatever, bro, I had to just rant about that shit, man, that shit be getting on my nerves, bro, because I hate that, I hate seeing that shit in the hood, bro, because these bitches be staying with their mama, staying with three, four other bitches, raising their kids together, but they all, they all complaining about some money, and it's like, bitch, I know you hoeing, bitch, I know you hoeing, my nigga just called you up the other day, I know you hoeing, bitch, that's a $300 an hour pussy, you telling me, you telling me your child is expensive? You telling me your child is expensive? You just got your nails done, feet done, makeup did. You telling me your child is expensive? Your child out here looking like a rat. Your child looking like one of those animatronic dolls in Africa that they be saying, uh, 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 uh this, this motherfucking, uh, bitch ass kid is starving. God damn it, want to tell me your kid is expensive to be a mother, bitch. You haven't paid rent in six years. It's expensive to be a mother. You need to get the fuck out my face with that bullshit. I just don't. Excuses, bro. Excuse. There will always be weaklings that will make excuses. There will always. There are all there. You know, that's just that's just how it is. There will, there will always be weaklings who make excuses, you know, and I'm not and I'm not here for it. There will always be people who want to blame something else or blame someone else, you know, for the way that they live. And it's like, you know what? There are multiple factors in this world that you cannot control, but 99 percent of them you can control. OK, well, let's not say 99 percent. of them. No, 99 percent of them you can control because you can control your own mental perception and the things that you do every single day to affect your own life. That's what this is about. This is this is daddy knows death. This is about putting you in control of yourself. OK, you don't even got to listen to me. All right. But so long as you are empowered for your own good. All right. So I don't want to hear no complaints about what 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 this and what 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 that. God damn, God damn, these bitches act like they didn't lay down, these bitches act like they didn't lay down and keep a baby, come on now, come on now, come on now, whatever, alright, let's, let's just, let's just move on, we were talking about the, um, the germ, the prophecy of the German king and how manga is just a retelling of scripture, uh, repeatedly retelling the scripture in many different and creative ways for every story whether you're reading one piece naruto uh bleach this is all retellings of ancient scripture like uh naruto sasuke you know you know the very uchiha clan being wiped out etc etc you know the very the you know the concept of sibling rivalry the black fire from amaterasu like all, all of these are scriptural elements that have been remixed into to create an entertaining children's tale so so it's basically manga we're going to get into it later on but i just don't feel like making the references right now um <laughs> oh man Oh, man. Okay, I don't really have anything else on the docket for me to talk about low-key. I was just going to keep going into the simplification of knowledge, um, primarily because that's my goal, to simplify knowledge so that way even, like, eight-year-olds can be able to understand higher-level concepts because the highest-level concepts that went to say exist in the world of science and mathematics, uh, it's just a bunch of jargon. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It's just a bunch of bullshit uh, because they create so much jargon, 
and more jargon. And then what happens is you start talking about the jargon and then you've missed the core value of what the science was supposed to elucidate. And, and one of the biggest problems is in the field of quantum mechanics and quantum theory, because they continually want to talk about the jargon of these quarks, muons, uh, gluons, leptons, you know, faster than light particles, blah, blah, blah. They, they, they want to try and look, these, these are scientists that want to make a name for themselves. They want to get a Nobel Prize. They want to get into that high level where they're really making money as a scientist, that Neil deGrasse Tyson level. OK, so they want to make a name for themselves. So they want to find, uh, you know, a particle and name it. So that way, you know, they'll, they'll live in infamy as a scientist. Right. So this is where. Um, you know, Large Hadron Collider, uh, CERN, w whatever you want to call it. This is where they do um, particle, particle physics and particle experimentation. Basically, rotating gases at incredibly high speeds over incredible distances and smashing them together to see the interactions of high energy situations. And, you know, basically, they're trying to see if the Big Bang is a reality. Can you form a mini universe by smashing together all of these particles together into one thing? And can a universe form even for like a half a second so we can view uh, how a universe makes itself, creates itself? And so this is where they're able to discover, quote unquote, discover quantum particles or at least particles that they didn't list within um, the, you know, the common periodic table and that they say are smaller than atoms because they give off energy signal signatures that are smaller than, you know, the normal atomic energy signal. And, uh, you know, this is obviously wrong just because of the very basis by which they're even gleaning this information. It's like you're literally just smashing gas together in 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 high capacity hot rooms. And you and you're trying to tell me that reading the energy signals from the gases that you have smashed together have led you to the theory that um, gravity is caused by m miniature particles called gravitons. <laughs> <laughs> like this is particle physics and then here's the thing then here's the thing there are so few people who are actually in the room when the atom smashing is done okay that everybody else in the academia of science is arguing over the terms of the jargon and there's nobody in the room when the uh, when the atom smashing is done to even verify that this is an experiment that can be replicated like how do you replicate CERN that thing is built over 10 miles over two countries how do you replicate these experiments to make sure that they're even saying real shit and not just making shit up they're just making shit up it's obvious that they're just making shit up because can't nobody test them can't nobody check them okay what the fuck is a gluon you'd have to be a goddamn phd holding quantum mechanics and then not only that you would have had to publish three books and then not only that you would have had to do the ritual over in geneva to in order to get into cern to see the atom smashing occur okay so it's like bruh they, they did they did everything to make sure that it is near impossible to simplify and see the knowledge for the clarity that it should have and 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 have the simple form of understanding that it should have in order to position themselves in a in a form of supremacy. And, and, what, and this is how you know that they're nothing but charlatans and tricksters, whoever whoever they they say holds this Ph.D. 
in whatever form of science that they say they are in because they do not simplify what they do to help explain it to children to other people like if you're not able to explain it to a child you don't really know what what's going on you know you don't really know the subject you know if 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 you know i mean because if you knew what was going on right and a child asked you so so let's say so let's say somebody walks out the door and he hops in their car and a child asks you what's happening. And then they say, oh, man, my friend is just going to go get some food from the store and he's coming right back. You answered that question because you knew what was going on. You don't, you know, answer the child when the child says, hey, what's happening? You say, well, um, OK, first off, there are these particles and then there are muons, leptons. And then these particles are what caused, uh, you know, a blah, 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 blah. And no, no, you don't overcomplicate the thing. You simplify it. You simplify it. That's that's the height of science is in the simplification of these complex systems. That's not to say that these complex systems do not exist on a smaller scale, but that's graduate level shit. That's you know, that's higher level shit to get into the details. But the simplification of these terms is what's necessary in order to truly understand them. So they don't really understand it. They just understood the jargon. And now they're arguing over the words instead of actually understanding the simplification and the truth of the system that's in place. This is why quantum mechanics is a complete farce. Like I said, go ahead and fuck with theory apophysis. Theory apophysis, like, you know, a man named Ken Wheeler lives in, like, Florida or some shit. I don't know where he lives. Who cares? But um, he is the number one scientist. Do I want to say ever? Nah, because there's me. He's the number one magneto scientist i don't even know if that's a actual genre of science maybe they just call it uh uh electrical engineering electrophysics physics metaphysics he he's a pretty goddamn good metaphysician okay he's a very goddamn good scientist one of the best one of the, one of the best is not behind cia doors and and bruh he knows what he's talking about, about magnetism. Ken Wheeler on YouTube, magnetism. Please check him out. Him and Eric Dollard are the only people that I, the only two people that I can recognize are even somewhat nearly close to getting it, to getting the bigger picture of things. Only, the only two that I can recognize. I mean, because you have to understand, like, this is the realm of knowledge, okay? This is the marketplace of ideas. Like I said, like, education is a competitive sport, and I'm Jordan, okay? Because this is the hardest thing to do. This is the hardest thing to do is to think, is to question, and then ask another question on top of that, and then try to understand. This is the hardest thing to do. It's easy to just have somebody tell you what to do, get up because, you know, oh, you're hungry, you're going to need to work and make money and blah, 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 blah. That's easy. That's passive. That's passive. That's not you being in control of your own life. How many people told you what to do and where to go? You know, how many times did you determine what was good for you for your own sake? How, how many times did you not take the advice you should have and now you're not in the position you want to be because at the time you listened to somebody else Instead of that one idea that it took to improve you. How many times did that happen? Like I said, this is about the self-empowerment of the individual. You know, this is daddy knows death. That at the end of the day, you will know death because you will finally know life. Th these are one of the same things. 
So, you know, this is why I'm trying to simplify what death is, what dying is, the afterlife is, simplifying it down to, like I said, rhythm, patterns, motion, energy, mass, matter, existence. You know, it, it's, a, it's a chain of events. It's a chain of events, you know, the, uh, that, that led us to where we are now. And not only is it a chain of events, but it's also, you know, a small cycle of events on a smaller scale. And where is this going? Like I said, love is the only thing that can unite the divided. Our goal is to spread as much love as we can and connect as much people as we can mentally and physically. You know, the woman followed earth, birth, marriage followed the woman and birth followed marriage. Disillusion followed birth. You know, once we can finally all marry, love one another and we develop the new human being, the next stage of existence the true higher form of life, then we'll finally dissolve the cage around us and be free from the universe. You know, it sounds like crystal woo-woo shit because they're not scientists. You know, I'm I'm actually a scientist, goddammit. I'm actually a fucking scientist, I'm just saying. Like, and I'm one of the best scientists that ever goddamn lived. Like, come on, I'm actually a goddamn science. Like, 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 I can tell you the science of, of why the mystery is that you truly are a God. You know, if you, if you have the time to sit here and talk about particle physics, if you have the time to sit here and talk about quantum mechanics, I can prove exactly why that you are a God because it begins with the conscious entity that creates the motion, that creates the energy, that creates the rhythm, that creates the pattern. You know, it all it all has to come from a conscious thought because everything you do comes from a conscious thought. You the 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 physical world doesn't do anything on its own. It has to be it has to be pushed by a mover. You know, you know, so if you see somebody rolling a rock across the street, like what kind of example is this rolling a rock? R- rolling a wheel down the street. <laughs> like I'm I'm showing how old my soul is, right? <laughs> rolling a rock. <laughs> No, we don't. We don't. Dude, we haven't rolled a rock for three thousand years, George. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, I mean, uh, uh, a tire, a, t- a tire. <laughs> okay. See somebody rolling a tire down the street. Is a tire moving by itself? No. The pu- the person is pushing. Is the person moving by itself? No. There is an energy system within the person's body that you know that's causing that motion. Where where does that energy come from? Where that energy system initiate itself in the brain? Where does the brain get its energy from? From the soul? You, 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 can, you can chain everything that is in the physical world back to God. It all goes back to God. You know, this is why your objective in your life is to understand that you are a God. And, and you know, this is the path by which... To realize that you are a god. So, you know, uh, this has been a wonderful episode. Yeah, this has been a wonderful episode. Hey, 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 guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. GB Takam thanks you uh, for listening to me rant on my one-man show, Daddy Knows Death, where we discuss 
death dying, the esoteric, the occult, and all things general science, technology, and human life. Thank you. Thank you once again. Um, please leave a like and subscribe. What What the fuck am I saying, man? If you like it, you like it, bro. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend, bro. I don't even, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like I said, bro, this is the hardest thing to do, bro. It's the hardest thing to do. They give millions of dollars to clowns, to clowns to entertain you, to keep your mind from being passive, to keep your mind being passive. They, they give millions of dollars to people who are only there to control your perceptions and control your mind. They give millions, if not billions of dollars to those people. You know, this is the hardest thing to do is educate and teach and to tell people how to educate themselves and how to better teach themselves. This is the hardest thing to do. So, so I appreciate your help. I just appreciate you listening. So please like and share. Tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I do this. I do this because it's my destiny. I, I have to teach. I have to. I'm literally... I'm literally stuck here and I can't die until I've taught enough people the truth, literally. So please uh, put me out of my misery and learn. (laughs) Put me out of my misery and learn. And please fucking learn for your own sake, for the sake of the planet. Anywho, like I said, very good episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll have it. We'll have another one for you tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. Thank you for listening to Daddy Knows Death. Bye bye.